What's your last name? Man, tell your last Gorgeous. name. You know, you know any of the Gorgeous? You can, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? Gorgeous. 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 Okay. First you going to Washington? I went to Washington. How long ago? Two years. You supposed to remember? Two years ago. Damn, he just graduated? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 26 How old are you? 37. So you was there in, from nine, in 97? Yep. I, I taught there. At Washington really? Middle School. Boom. You know Kim Higgins? Sparkle? Yeah. Were you with them? Sparkle? Yeah. Sparkle Willis? No, Sparkle Higgins. Mm, I don't know. I know Sparkle, though. I know a Sparkle Willis, though. Who you, was you there with Miss Adams? Yeah. Okay. And Miss Madley? Yep. Were you there with Miss Mr. Madley? Madley. Mr. Roundtree? Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah, that's where I'll, that's Ms. I'll Marshall, be. do you remember Miss Marshall? I, miss, I remember Miss Marshall. I used to have a... Uh, so I was Miss Parvita. Why are you? Uh, why? Why I don't know all that? I don't know. I do remember Miss Marshall because I kind of had a crush on Miss Marshall. Uh, That's my best friend. Really? Uh, mm -hmm. Oh my lord! Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. So let me pull a picture. We talk about the same person. Now she married. She's married. Yeah, she married. You know, married. What that mean? What that mean? <laughs> oh, that's what. <laughs> Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Oh God! <laughs> that's what you talking about? Yep. You remember her? Yep. She used to. She wear glasses. She... Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh my, that's crazy. Ain't that crazy? Miss Marshall, Frank Finney. You know what? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's She's going to have a friend request here like after the show. That's like 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why I'm like, you're most familiar. Smart Gordon's friend request. Do I got to put hey, this hey, on? Hey, after the conversation, <laughs> you're probably already in the people you may know. After the conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Request. Is it a button? This is listening to us. Oh, it's listening. I got an hour, so y'all need to come out. You got an hour? I got an hour. You I need to put this on. You want to see your candy cloud, you don't have to worry about it. The only thing they do is help you heal yourself better than the next one. Oh, okay. Well, I ain't putting that shit on. Oh, uh, well, how are we going to get through your whole life in an hour? No, I'm you just need to get through my whole. You don't need to know everything about me. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to know a few things. Okay, cool. What are those things? Now you're going to ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna put y'all shit on? Well, let me Target. put my shit on then. So we can be candid on this. There you go. So we can be candid. Target. Oh, I'ma talk in here. You can oh, okay. hear yourself. Microphone check, microphone oh, check. Yeah, yeah, I do all that. Oh, okay, I didn't know. <laughs> you know, I got bars, shit. You got bars? Oh, 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 I got bars. Don't I used be, to be don't a rapper. Act, don't act like you got Wait. bars. Now, I was on stage before. We'll put that Wait, beat on for you. I was on stage at the convention center. I, like I had a whole group. I like shit. Got quiet when I, was I went on that stage. She said she got bars now. My group was We Be Jamming. That's what's <laughs> up. That's what's up. What keeps happening up. down here, Cannon? Now, I don't know, I'm but she didn't came down here to say she had bars. So tell us more. 
<laughs> what you want to know? No, so you said you was on stage at the convention. I mean, center. back in the day, I had a sure. I had a rap group. Were you an MC as well, or? I mean, I, I do it all, but I—I I mean, my girl wrote the rhymes, and you know, we spit it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know. So it was a group. It was short lived, though. That's fine. But it was <laughs> That's a group. It was a group. We be jamming. We had sweatshirts. We had Converse. We had it all. We was on the stage. I mean, you know. That's so, dope. Y'all want to hear a little bit? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you need yeah, a beat or you I mean, I got a little bit. Just give us some bars. So she introduced me. She was like, yo, Ava C in the place to be. Then I hit it with, what up? Hold it now. You know that's me about my beat. Boom, to describe it well. I have you here all night with a story to tell. Devastating, yeah. Dominating, yeah. My beat is booming and it's never perpetrating, yeah. Well, here I am on the mic and I'm ready to groove. I'm going to bust a beat producer down to make you move. That's what I'm saying. Y'all was not ready. Y'all was not ready. I wasn't. I didn't. I definitely Charles, didn't. Charles, you didn't even know I had that in me, did you? I, 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 but you know what? I, I did not know, but I... It doesn't surprise me. Man, I'm just saying. That's what's up. Honestly, I thought you was going to fold. What? I thought you was going to fold. I don't ever fold. I'm from East Boogie. We don't ever fold. Nah, we don't don't doubt. East Boogie. I we don't ever fold. East Boogie in the house. So how'd you get here from East Boogie? So I got here by way of my parents. I mean, they got better jobs. So they were like, we moving to Springfield. When did you come here? I've been here since 85. Mm. I moved here in high school. Yeah. But yeah. what high school did you go to here? Springfield High School. Oh, you're a senator. Okay. Really? Yeah, I am. Y'all ain't senators? I'm on, no, I'm going to pray for you. You on what? I said, I'm going to pray for you. Well, okay, well, I don't need that prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Save that one. That's like a skeptical prayer and shit. I don't need uh, that. Well. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, like, I moved here, and it was culture shock. Yes, mm-hmm. from East St. Louis. To be from, honest, yeah. But I went to school in Belleville. Yeah. Okay. But Belleville was still integrated, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we still had family in East St. Louis, so we were there all the time. And then when I moved here, I was like, "Ooh." Mm. And my parents had friends up here, and so they asked them, "Okay, where should you live?" So they were like, "The west side of town." I see. Right. So we moved to the west side of town, ended up going to Springfield High School. But when I got there, I was like, they were like, oh, you talk proper. Like, I mean, I just talk like I talk. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "You, the way you dress. It's like, you know, my dad taught me you school is like your job. Right. So yeah. you got to dress like you're going to your job. But um, so it was hard fitting in at Springfield because. You know, people were not, when you're not from Springfield, people are not accepting. Right. So you got to find a way. They're very clickish. Mm-hmm. They are. And uh, they didn't like you shining like that. They didn't, honestly. Oh, well, no, of course not. You know? And so my girlfriend and I that I met, uh, we lived in the same like apartment complex, and she happened to be from Madison. Up and north? No, in Illinois, like Madison, Brooklyn, that area. Okay, okay. Right? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down south. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. she, we ended up actually having the same class together. And on the like summer breaks, weekends, we would actually take the bus and go to the east side of town. That was exciting to us. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> See some action, maybe. See some action. Like, we would take the bus, walk around, visit different people's homes or what have you. And it was exciting. Mm-hmm. But 
We still have to come to back to the west side. See your people. Yeah, whoever they were, you know. <laughs> so where where did you end up going to college at? So <laughs> I I worked at Hardee's, right? Hardee's where? Rock and roll Hardee's? No, it wasn't rock and roll Hardee's. Hardee's on Wabash. Okay. It Hardee's on Wabash. Oh, okay. Worked there and she did say West Side. Yeah, she this did. guy walked in. His name was Renard Clayton. And at that time, it was two blacks, me and another fella, Lenny. And when Renard walked in, I was like, who the hell is this walking in, you know, trying to get a job here? Because they, you know. And so they hired him. We became the best of friends. So at that time at Hardy's, they would have concerts in Springfield, late night concerts. So they would ask you to work overnight, like work late night. So him and I would work together. And uh, before we went to work, we would go out, to, we would go back to the east side, get us some drink, like Wild Irish Rose, whatever. Uh-huh. We would get, have a little drink. Then we would go to work. So he became like, we became like this. So the first year we both went to Lincoln Land together because we weren't ready to go away to school. Right. And we were at Lincoln Land. And then one day, because he has family in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. And he was like, well, I'm going to Tennessee State after this, you know, after I finished this year. And I was like, well, tell me a little bit about it. And he did. And it was uh, it was a historically black college. I was like, well, shit, I'm going to. Right. So we went together. And the next year, we both rolled out together. And he is still my my best friend. He's my daughter's godfather. I mean, we're like this. We fell out in college. Uh-huh. We kicked it in college. <laughs> you know? And through all the emotions. All of it. Right. But that's my guy. What was you that know? college experience like at uh, HBCU? Oh, my God. It was the most amazing experience ever in life. Like, I root for HBCUs. Mm -hmm. Going down and you see people like you. Right. Doing like you or better than you. I mean, they're come from the most affluent families across, you know, Mm -hmm. all around the world. And you going to school, when you, when you're going to predominantly white schools, Uh and then you're sitting in a classroom uh, because Tennessee State is still a small school. Right. I went to Lane. So, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So college college classroom is like 35, 40, right? Oh, less than that at Lane. Yeah. Okay. But everybody black. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like you never experienced this before because I've been the only black in a, in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Your teachers are all African-American. But the and the teachers the are asking point. you to go to church with them, come to their house and Man. have dinner with them. Yeah, we used to have to go to mass every Wednesday. Yeah, I mean it's it's like wow, it's crazy, and they're working with you, calling you. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you need any help? What do you need? And um, it's also that southern hospitality in there too, even though it's mid south in Tennessee. But yeah, but it's still mm-hmm. that southern hospitality. Let me tell you, my my best experience was. Um, my parents paid my tuition and somehow something got messed up and I was like $1,500 short. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, we ain't got it right now. Cause we didn't already paid like right. 9,000. Right. Yeah, right. So 
at at a black school, they'll purge you in a minute. They will purge you. <laughs> they keep sending the plate around. And, right. hold, and hold your refund yeah. check. And hold your refund check. So the director of the business department, he called me in and he said, you know, you, you're short $1,500. Right. And I was like, yeah, I am. He was like, you know what? I'm going to pay it for you. That's what's up. Wow. He wrote me a check right there. I had no idea. Who, that man had never met me before. Hmm. That was all. a blessing. He wrote me a check and said, all I need you to do is at the end of the semester, bring your grades in to me. Wow. I was like, this shit is crazy. We kind of heard that story last week. Somebody paying it forward to a student. Yeah. But they do that. Yeah. And you're, you know? you're right. They do that. Yeah. They do the other, like we said, but you'll have that. You'll have that, too. Yeah. And I've never had, I showed him my grade after the semester was over, and I've never had contact with him since. Hmm. I couldn't even tell you who the man name is now. Isn't that crazy? That is. But it was a blessing. A special, yeah. Yeah. What was your field of study? Communications, speech, and history. So I actually thought that I would be like the next Oprah. Uh-huh. I had plans to go to school, and then I was gonna go. I was going to New York, and I was gonna be on Broadway, and I was going to just be big in the you know in the acting world. But then I realized after talking to a lot of professors and what have you, like that breakthrough it doesn't come through for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go, you're really struggling, and I wasn't used to struggling. Huh. Right. And right. I, I it's just something I didn't want to do. Like it was I was fearful mm-hmm. of being in New York and having to actually be on my own, make it work several jobs to be able just to live, put things together and possibly not make it. Right. But I thought for sure I would live in the footsteps of my grandfather. Like, you know, he was an actor. So I'm gonna be an actor, too. We're going to do this okay. because he made it look easy. You know, and I was like, no, I can't do that. So were you into like choir or theater in high school or anything like that? Yes. So when I was in Belleville, I was in like a children's theater workshop. So I did like the Wizard of Oz, uh, Miracle on 45th Street, 54th Street, all of that. And then when I moved to Springfield, um, I did a Raisin in the Sun. I was the wife. Nice. Um, I also did uh, Planned Parenthood at one time, got a grant to do, like, sex education through theater. So it was probably— What was that all about? I know, right? So they— That's kind of— Like, what? Time out. Sausage party? What is that all about? But seriously, so they got a grant, and it was probably—they picked 10 students— so probably about 200 people auditioned for it. And I was picked out of, you know, that one of the 10 students. And we actually got to write our own scripts. And then we went across all around to the different high schools in the different areas outside of Springfield, like um, New Berlin, the, you know, smaller towns. The rural and we, area. The rural areas. And we performed. Hmm. And we got paid. I mean, the grant, you know. But, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. What are these, because uh, I'm guessing since you guys got to write your own stuff, what are these skits? So what the are skits, they about? So the skits are about like when you're in situations where guys 
approach you as far as sexually? Like, how are you going to respond to that? If you don't want to move forward, you know, how do you deal with that? Um, if you're saying no and they're still pushing it, I mean, what do you do? Right. Right? Um, and people labeling you, judging you. Um, so we wrote all types of stuff. So if, they, they, if you get pregnant, how do you proceed? Do you do after you school specials, specials? Yeah, it's, it's sure. a lot. It's a lot of if the guy's pressuring you these days, it's different. And it hasn't always been that way, but it's always the guy. It's Females always do the, be applying pressure out there. Applying pressure. Day. I mean, they be, I mean, you know, dangling the carrot. So they just had a, um, <laughs> there's a basketball player. I can't remember. And a social media uh, young lady, she just did a, a interview about being pressed, about pressuring this guy. Um, and they had a baby. And they're like, well, you trapped him. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I do know who you're talking about. Uh, I can't, I can't remember her no names, name. but I don't remember it was name. Right, but, yeah. but I know the yeah. story. And so she did an interview, and she was like, well, he had the decision of whether he would sleep with me or not, right? Most definitely. And. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that, no. You got yeah. Sure. <laughs> and she's older than him, so she's, it's like a five-year difference. So what they're saying is uh, she was predatory in her moves. So 10 in reality. <laughs> so she's a decade older than him. But yeah. it was only like six years, right? But at the end of the day, you think about it, he's 22. He's freshly in the oh, NBA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he, he's got all kind of... She's still in her 20s. We can be yeah. candid, right? He may not have all those, definitely. Oh, so he got all kind of vagina being thrown at him. For sure. For sure. For sure. You know? So he ain't thinking about style. no condom. So she's doing what she needs to do to get this deal done. Get the bag. She gonna secure the bag. She's she trying to score like he's trying to score. Yeah. But I heard a good statement today that said women should not be out there freebacking. What's that mean? What does that mean? Well, Giving it up for the freebacking, free which means if we gonna fuck, I might as well get paid for it. Oh, oh. it's like a sneaker pimp. It's like a sneaker pimp. That's oh, what they said. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You think you believe you believe in that? So what she said, so what what was said was she didn't trap him. She just had good vagina. It's a movement. dirty game. She said it's a dirty game, doggy dog out here, baby. What what do you think on that? I think that she did the best possible thing for her. <laughs> there's no there's I feel there's, there's, no, nothing denying that. That you can, but, there's no denying that. Mm-mm. I mean, let's be let's for be her. clear. She did the po- best possible thing for her. She secured her future. My Lord. Hey, but, his side of the story sounds like this. Wah, wah, wah. Does it? What did he get in return? Are they, are they together? No, no, they are no. Not they're not together. Of course they're not. Wah, wah, wah. Of course they're yeah. not together. They are not together. Hey, of hey, course hey. not. What did Kanye say? He play every Sunday. Hey, but I mean, <laughs> drive a Hyundai, <laughs> and when the baby turned out to be his eighteen, I find under- out it wasn't his. I understand this. I understand <laughs> the brother might be twenty two years old, but this is where I'm coming from. Where when when we grew up, I'm sounding old. When we grew up, we did a lot of studying of the history of things. Whatever you liked, you went back and either watched it or listened to it. Okay. He's got a lot of references that not make this happen. Right. Stop playing. Yeah. He was in there shooting the club up, and that's what you get when you shoot the club up. Ask anybody that shoots the club up. Right. Plexico Burris. 
And that's how I feel. He knew exactly what he was getting into. No, I go. I mean, you're gonna, yeah, you're, you're he gonna, can listen he to Goldberg. He couldn't fight the feeling. He had a whole team, and nobody said anything to him. Did they like, get married? You know, they did not get married. Oh, no. they of were course just not. He was, and he was honestly, like, he was only a couple years into his contract. He walked by. He coaches, was only a He walked years. by the team. He walked by all these. Grown ups, and then he's out here walking around unvaccinated. Yeah, he's, he's not even vaccinated. <laughs> this guy's this guy's out of control. I mean, all he got to do is watch reality shows, watch, <laughs> watch Kardashians, and I mean, you know, hey man, he knows better, and I'm I know he's been told better since his trajectory towards the NBA. So quit playing mm-hmm. a victim. He's not a victim. He's not a victim. But is he claiming the victim, or is uh, is, right. is, is media? Claiming that he's the victim. So, you know, by social, just telling the story. Social media Ooh. plays a, a great part in it, right? Because we see these headlines mm-hmm. and they're drawn all out of proportion. So, but when I read the article, um, he somewhat was playing the victim. Hmm. He did get Vic. <laughs> he got Vic. So, so he can't, he can't, he can't cry about it, and he can cry about it because he got over. How, lo- I mean, how long a- were they together? I think it was like two, two, three years. Okay, at least he got. I mean, he, yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, let's just be honest. In 2021, nobody is a victim. You know, good and well no, when you stick your dick in somebody's vagina, yeah. that there's a possibility you're going to get pregnant sure. if they are not wearing Or, or it could condom. get blown off. Hey, slippers you know. count. Yeah. True. So, Fellas, you, you got to be uh, mindful and have control over your bottom brain. I mean, let's... I, I mean, you, you got to because... Hey, uh, in this TikTok, Twitter world, you better be bagging up. You don't know Snapchat. You don't all know of that. All, all of that. Have control, self control. If you it's gotta tough. wear a mask it's in the tough. gas station, you better. Oh, no, you better have you better, a you better have a mask on. You better protect your neck. You better put a raincoat on. <laughs> you might go viral before you make it drizzle. That's real talk, for real. My gosh, and she won't even like you. Of course, oh, she, oh man, they never is wrong. he that handsome. Money oh. makes him handsome. Okay, she's so talking. He, she's again, talking. now he's getting what he got. I mean, I'm just saying, money makes a man. So. My goodness! So I need to give me some money. So what? At what? what <laughs> yeah. So what? What level of the money start changing features on somebody? I mean, so you wait, wait, wait. Before you say that, before you say that, Donald Trump does that? Is he cute? No, he's. Nah, I didn't. I didn't say he was cute. I didn't say the other guy was cute. But what I'm saying is. The amount of money that they have and the things that they can do for you makes them handsome. You're going to Makes date? them approachable. That attractive. Would you go this. on a date with Donald Trump? No. For I can't, real? I can't do the comb over. For 10 bands. I can't do the comb over. He smack over. you in the face with I can't it. do the comb over. Oh, we just go, wait a minute. We go to Alexander's or I just, I just want to know because Oprah. So you're saying the smack Oprah, over Oprah like. Oprah can smack me in the face with 50,000. We going on the date. But Oprah's a bad looking woman. Huh? You what? think Oprah's a bad looking woman? I'm not attracted to Oprah. I didn't ask you where you're attracted to her. I asked you, did you think she was a bad-looking woman? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. I think she's actually kind of cute. Why? 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 What makes her cute? Her money. The money. Stedman. I don't think it's the money. Stedman. I I mean, I think, like, she she takes care of herself. Now, I can understand your your statement previous now. She got bills. In In the eyes of a man, she's not... In my eyes, she's not cute to me. 
Okay, I mean, because men and women think differently, right? You're right. You see right. the Chappelle joint. But I tell you what, if she smacked me right now, 50,000, we go to uh, Chili's, we gone. Chili's, she ain't going to Chili's. Well, it don't, it don't even matter. So Chili's is what I'm you willing to do. To she wants to go somewhere else. We definitely going to go. Nick and uh-huh. Nino's. Well, we're, I don't even going. think Oprah's checking for you, though. Uh-huh. Oprah ain't even checking for you. So, I'm just saying. So answer that. So who's a who is Oprah checking for if she wasn't with a Stedman? Oprah did the checking for Stedman or Gail. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Word. So who's the guy you're going out with that you know is ugly and he's got money? <laughs> oh, are you speaking to me specifically? Yeah. Well, I'm not... I mean, my boyfriend, I don't know where he went, but that's my guy, and it's not about the money. Right. This is this is hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hypothetical. So let who's me like a guy. celebrity. Who's an ugly is guy? That what you're right. right, yeah. Okay. Who's, who's an ugly guy person? you would be like, you know what, I'm going on this date. Let me think now. You answer that, too. Seal. Yeah. Seal? Seal. Seal. <laughs> okay. Why y'all laughing? No, no. It's just... Why y'all I, I didn't think it was gonna be seal. When you were ugly, like you went seal. ugly, did you? Why you? Why y'all laughing? No, I just didn't think seal. Y'all say seal. I had nothing in my head, but when I you said seal, he popped I, in my head. Honestly, it's seal. Without without that scar, I don't think it's seal. Da, 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 da. But he got a lot of scars. It ain't just one. He got a lot of them. Wow. Hey, that's what funny. Don't do it, Tyrone Hill. Don't you do it, Tyrone. You want Sam Cassell? Hey, Seal got a bad wife though. They divorced. They're divorced. Not anymore. Well, Heidi Klum. He been She's there. She's a model. They divorced. Yeah. He been there. But yeah. why are they together? Because they the, run the in the money circle. The bag. That's yeah. true. Okay. Yes, That's you true. run in the money circle. That's true. So the you're not pool. looking for yeah, average yeah. people in that circle, right? So it doesn't matter what you look like. It matters what you can bring to the table. And the problem is that in our everyday life, we keep looking for looks. We're not looking for what somebody can bring to our life as far as money, mm. security, everything else. We're looking at piece. what they look like. And that's a, that's a problem. Are you talking about men or women in this Both. aspect? Both. Both, yeah. Sure. Both. Sure. We're that's, very like, that's when super, you go from one to the next. We're very superficial in the things that we look for. He was talking about the, uh, the uh, plastic surgery last week. Sure. When is that enough? You know what I'm saying? But y'all like that shit. No, I don't no, know. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, so I y'all don't. are the minority because most men like that shit. Like right? what? You like when they add booties and titties mm-hmm. and, and, and sucking in the stomach and all that shit. It's, it's not that. It's the look of that. It's mm-hmm. not the idea of the changing of it. That it's, it's just placating to primal instincts where it it's that Whopper commercial that you ain't going to eat. That, you ain't going to go get that Whopper necessarily. Okay. That looks good. It's a commercial. I don't buy everything I see on TV. There are certain things that, you know what I'm saying, I might find a craving for after I watch the commercial. What are you attracted to? Uh, Honestly, what are you attracted to? Well, I mean, you know, you got to look good, but you also got to, you know, there has to be a mental thing because I don't want a, a Barbie doll. That has a plastic brain. Sure. I want a free thing. You know what I'm saying? But, but does that change as more the money you get? What do you mean by that? Because like a, what I mean, like a Donald Trump, for instance. I'm telling what, you right now. I'm where telling- he, where you would buy a person, basically buying a mate in that aspect right. to do what you want them to do. And they don't have this type of relationship where you, 
where you've built this rebuttal or conflict or any of that because they got to act right or they get replaced. Well, coming from where I'm coming from, if I don't, if if I'm if I'm not in that money game you was talking about, I'm losing as I go up. Cause cause if I go superficial, I'm gonna get screwed. Cause cause somebody's up there for the bag and they're for the game and this is the air that's up there that they playing in. And I'm and I'm coming from here and I might as well stay with who I'm with. I might as well Kendrick Lamar. But this is the thing. I guarantee you that girl that did that to the basketball player we was talking about it isn't in that money pool that he's drawn from. Sure. He no, she there. definitely wasn't. But she's she's got a fishing pole in the in the pond. Right. So that's what I'm saying. When as this scale goes up, the stakes go up. Yes. On the lower on the person that has more to lose. Right. Mm-hmm. And then more to gain is out here to win the bag. I I can tell you though, but I'm I'm different though. I can tell you right now, I'm not going for Lil Kim. Which Lil Kim? Well, who the hell going for Lil Kim? Somebody's going. I would go as a woman. Shit, I would go for natural Lil Kim. But yeah, I'm not I would going, too. I'm not going for surgery, Lil Kim. I'm not going. The one that was backing up, I'm not going. The one that was doing. But everybody isn't looking for Lil Kim. Look at uh, what was Rick Ross's gal's name. Alaire, um, I, don't I can't think yeah. of her name. But if you look at her back then pictures, and then you look at her now, I mean, she did a glow up, hmm. right? Alira something is her name. Lira. What is it? Lira. Lira, yes. L-I-R-A. And she actually. Right, that's her. She did a big. Gl- did you take my beer? Because you ain't drinking it. But you didn't. It's gonna get hot. We got another one when you're ready for it. Charles, you want a beer? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, he just snuck my beer. That's what they do. Okay. <laughs> but she did a huge glow up. Look at back then and look at now. It was a success? Now. It was a success? Well, I can't say whether it was successful because I'm not a man. Right. She didn't start like this, though. She didn't start like that at all. But why does she have to go to that? Well, to... Because social media makes us, makes certain women go like so that. So if Rick Ross wanted to continue making the money he's making, making these appearances and things, he has to upgrade his woman to be in the photos with him? Is that what we Rick got Ross going on? Rick Ross don't have to do any of that. He, people are going to be with him, period, because he's Rick Ross. But that's what I'm saying. He they They're going to say he's with a librarian. Why? So and she's, she's, she's <laughs> too, no, she's too plain for him. Right. She ain't, you know. She wasn't going to get the attention she wanted to get based oh, she on how she of, looked. Okay, she wanted some of the what shine. Is, being is, on she, the arm. she needed shine. Is she an okay. artist herself? She an Instagram hoe. So oh. okay. So, so she Instagram needs more and Facebook than being his wife. They have made a lot of people famous mm-hmm. without spending the money they need to become famous, right? You put a few naked pictures on Facebook, you show your titties, you show your ass, whatever, okay. and you become famous. All right, that's what she is then, okay. You know, you get you a, a, a what is it, friends-only page or whatever, <laughs> fans-only fans yeah, fans yeah. page. <laughs> you know, you, you start charging people to see you with a nipple out, and you become famous. Work it. So people are using what they have or using what they bought. Right. Ah. <sighs> This is very interesting to 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 hear the insight of someone that's not like me. I just it's crazy. Um, but are you not 
fascinated by when you go, you've been to Miami, right? I haven't been to Miami. Okay. So where's the latest place you've been? Florida. Okay. So you've been to Florida. But not Miami. Okay. But are you not fascinated by what you see? Yeah, but... And you don't know if it's natural or if it's bought. Right. That doesn't really matter to me. But if you look like Claymation, I don't like that. I don't think so. Like, like... uh, Properly uh, enhanced features are enticing. That's not... Say it again. Properly enhanced features are enticing. So nice boobs that you don't really know if she got injected or if they're natural are enticing. Nice ass that you don't know if she got shots in. It's enticing. When she start going to them lips and the cheeks. Okay, there you go. But you're saying... That's where... Yeah. The cheekbones. Now you're starting to look like I don't like you Not just a big... Like you said, big breasts or big behind. He's talking to the Botox and the lips. And the fillers and the cheeks. Now you start to look like a creative player. Okay. And I I don't like I've never been attracted to creative player. But uh yeah, you know, the things that might enhance what you already have, that's not but you ain't got no cheeks and you trying to get cheeks, you ain't got no lips, you trying to get lips. Now now you about to look we real weird. But the weird. people, hey, the the people that do that kind of stuff, they're in a there's a whole nother world. It's different. It's not even on the same it's you're 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 you're, uh, you, you're talking from a perspective of a regular guy. Yes. Yeah. Of, of, and it's only this perspective that I can come from as a regular dude as well. So it's difficult to make that to say that so assertively without. If it's in for you to have a hoverboard, why are you walking? I do. You know what you know what I'm saying? Like if that if that's what if that's what you if that's what everybody's doing. This competition. If everybody's out here driving driving uh the, the Tesla, why are you why are you even consuming gasoline right now? Who are you? Mm. I, I get it, but we don't you live still there. Eat meat? I feel like I, I might be so I, I am picky because there's bad there's bad chicks that I wouldn't mess with. Like, for example, uh people think she's bad, but I don't I would never mess with her. Uh, Gabrielle Union. Well, she probably wouldn't mess with you either. Well, that's fine, but I wouldn't mess like when I get to where I'm at. I would never mess does, with her. Do, what, does what, any what? man like what she's done to Brother Dwayne Wade? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, wait I'm a sure not. Wait a minute. What has she done to him? Uh oh. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh. Because I hear a lot of people. You say, want the truth? No, I'm. I mean, she's, she's I want your him, truth. She turned him into a pussy. How do you figure? How don't I? So are you trying to say he doesn't have a mind of his own? Sure. But let's not play this game where somebody somebody can't manipulate you into doing things. So what has she manipulated him into doing? You were just talking about the power of the P. Well, (laughs) I'm I'm just saying. This is what I'm talking about. I'm just asking. So when you get with a person you ideally supposed to build a relationship and you go into a certain trajectory, right? Where he was when he met her to where he is right now, the growth that he's taken to whatever that is, in my opinion, is unmasculine. Okay. I think he stepped into that uh sort of like that next you, level. With, sort of like what Erica Badu does to her mates. The Baduism. But she goes a little more Afrocentric where I can dig that as opposed to get uh, to Gabrielle Union. 
I just think that nobody can control you like that. Like, those things have always been in you. So Dwayne Wade, this is how he is. Sure. So he has just been comfortable with her in being himself Mm. and coming out and doing him. Sure. Bottom line. Again, who he had presented himself to in the world, and then he met her and decided to go, that's what I think. But you think it's about vagina? Because he mean? said power of the people. No, we were just, so we were just talking about that. Oh, okay. So, so people can do certain things because of, you know, comfortability. You know, there's there's pillow talk and, and, and intimate moments between people. So... So, like you said, something he's comfortable. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? Because if I'm not comfortable, I'm not doing it, regardless of who I'm with. So, if it was always in him and she just brought it out of him, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying all may, that, may, but... May I interject, brothers? Sure. What, what is it about him that you think she's brought out? I'll just say his attire. His attire? Sure. So he's more freely. It's probably aware. more about his embracing his son's sexuality. I'm sure. I'm that's, sure. That's about, really, I'm sure. That, as that, men, I'm sure. As men, that could that's be a really issue for us, right? But part of that is whether or not we're willing to embrace that if it was one of us. What are, What are we talking about here? Oh, he's talking his about if, if, if it was your son. If but it was your son, like that. But right? but that's that's not what I wanted to. Right. That is not but, the but, issue but, of but, what I had. But other with than him. other than what he's wearing, I mean, he's he's looking no different than um, homeboy that's now with the Lakers. Sure, but, but I, that's right. not and Russell. We, we but no, Russell, Russell and, and, has always and Cam, looked like him. But you're right; they have. But, they've always been in that lane. Right, but because we don't do that doesn't make it not right. That's not what we're talking because about I either. I don't like it either. Sure, but, but this isn't a discussion of lady, right or wrong. This is what I was thinking, why I don't like the trajectory of where he's going, which my opinion doesn't matter anything. But since we're on IDP, it does. But she had nothing to do with that. How do we know? That was all, he, he had that in him to begin with. And okay. and and the the fact that he's willing to accept and embrace his son where he's at says a lot about him because I doubt very seriously if any of us on the surface would be willing to do that to the level that he has. Well, I would never do it to that level. I mean, I, I mean, I, I could embrace him and not put a skirt on. Do you have a son? I have a son. I have How two. How old is he? 18 and 4. Okay, so if your 18-year-old um, decided, came to you... Oh, I'm sorry. Should I move it back? No, get it right. Oh, if your 18-year-old came to you and just decided... Uh, no, I'm sorry, your 4-year-old? Yeah, I have an 18-year-old son and a 4-year-old and son. A four year, so the 4-year-old, if he just one day decided he want to put a skirt on, he want to put some lipstick on... He want to play in mommy's heels or whatever. What's your reaction? At four? Because it's happening at four, to be well, honest. Well, well, to be honest, I played in my mom's heels. Okay. And I'm here oh. like this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't I wasn't just raised by women. 
I wasn't shunned. I wasn't none of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, well, the, 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 and foreign is they they don't know what they're doing. They don't. Well, know it's, what it's also doing. it's also guidance. Brothers, this it's crazy. It's also what you put in front of them. I, sure. I just think. I mean, as much as we want to say that we can help guide and direct and steer the, our children in the direction they want to go, the best you can do. Is raise them. That's it. Well, see, there, and raise them in a direction, and then where they go from there. I mean, you bringing them up the right well, there, way. There's my point. Sure. There's my you point know, right there. I mean, it's obvious that everybody's in here, right? Is involved. Well, there, there's my point the right there. Right. I have the 18 year old, they do, and I have the four year old. So my 18 year old is grown, and you know, what I'm saying a lot of people don't know our story, but right. he's grown. He, he you right. know, what I'm saying yeah. at, at I, we didn't have a lot of contact his senior year. He was at his mom's house and didn't want to hang with me or whatever. So he's grown. So the choices he make, I don't have anything to do with. Right. And I have a four-year-old. So I'm doing it over again. Gotcha. So when we talk about steering and we talk about guiding, I'm going to do what I do. I'm also going to um, change some of the things I did. You know? And, and at, the, at the end of the day, he's only mine for a short amount of time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And my job is to love him, raise him, um, teach him, take care of his mind. And all that, and, and try to implement certain things in his life, and give him certain tools that he can move on with and use later in life. But at the end of the day, he's going to develop and be who he is. And I got to make sure I don't put uh, my whatever on him, right? You know what I'm saying, so that he can be who he is. Because I do know, like I said, 18, there's no control. He's grown, and if he wants to holler at me, if he don't want to holler at me, that's something I got to deal with. My four year old, I got to take care and nurture while I got him. You know what I'm saying, and. All of us in this room have sons or nephews and we and or, or nieces, and some are some of y'all ain't, ain't old, ain't grown yet. Grown, grown, so you still in that zone. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't only a short amount of time. Right. And you don't you don't have control over anything. Nah. Not really. Not know, in the universe. I mean, there's, if there's a, there's if a we're thinking of... about it like that. You you know you do what you're gonna do, but, anyway. but that's not where we were thinking about. That, it from, that, no. that was we, we were thinking about it from why I don't like athletes or entertainers. <laughs> and if you dress funny, in my opinion, that's a reason why you get disqualified. Sure. So there, so everybody has to be relevant, right? Because at at some point, when you're celebrities, athletes, what have you, when the sun goes down and, and you fade out. You have to do things to constantly keep you relevant because that keeps the money coming. I get right? it. Everything's so not with, for everybody, though. So with the Dwayne Ways or the celebrities or what have you, when you've forgotten about me, I got to do something well, and, to and, keep you, me on your mind. Sure, and sure. so his son has has brought, once again, made him relevant. And after retirement, a good and, and that's right. true. And a, and and a celebrity once told me, any press is good is. press, right. no matter what. But that's, that's what I, I I honestly think that's why he embraced what he embraced because yeah. it was it's it's the movement that's going oh, on. Right. And it's climate. He'd have been done if he did exactly. anything opposite. Right. But right. Lil Boosie almost got. Canceled because of what sure. he said about yeah, it. Right. That's also why I didn't say nothing about it. We stayed on D Wade. 
Yeah. Right. But, yeah <laughs> but if I'm if I'm painting my nails black, right. if I'm wearing a pink suit, if I'm doing this, you keep talking about me, so I keep staying relevant. Shit, Dennis Rodman married himself. <laughs> Word. Which kept you talking about him for how long? Right. Exactly. I just, I just it's, it's what we do. I think that's the point that we all need to really look at. It's money moves. Because look at D-Wade and Westbrook and all of his peers, all of their peers. They're embracing him. They're hanging out with him like they don't even see that. They didn't see he came in there with his nails painted and wearing a dress and looking like something that none of you us You don't think they've seen that? Well, I'm saying that. They act like they did, but they did. I mean, what is the act like they did, though? Because it's not an issue for me. If you did that, it was just my expression on why he's what I think has happened in their relationship. Hmm. That's what my expression was. She sweetened the tea. Right. She allowed him think, to be comfortable in something that he already had in it. She allowed him to she be comfortable. She basically helped him support his son. Oh, yeah. She had a lot to do with that. that. She helped him support his son. Oh, most definitely this she had a lot thing. to do with so it. Does everybody with a son support their son that way? I don't, I don't, do you, you have a son? I'm fortunate if I don't have a son. That- right. So this is the thing. If I had a son because of my personality, if he was born this way or chose a path of whatever we're talking about, I'll embrace him in that regard and and honor him like I would my son as normally. But me as a person, because I'm not in the limelight, I'm not going to placate or dress up in any other fashion than I do when I'm going to get up anyway. Right. right. That's what I'm saying. And when no relationship in my mind can change that because I haven't met a person that can make that happened in my mind, I guess. Right. right. Well, he, he he took an opportunity. What's the an difference opportunity? between brothers wearing dresses and skirts and heels? Are we serious? And brothers, hold on, hold on, hold on. Brothers flinging their hair back like women do. Because now they're wearing long hair. Adjusting I mean, your hair concept. and wearing clothes are different it's things. The same, it's the same concept. When we grew up, Possibly. brothers, we didn't do that. Well, I'm a little older. I'm a little older. We didn't. We didn't. You would never see a brother my age wearing dreads and 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 not not dreads, but long hair and swinging it back, doing this. We we didn't do that, so it's all an adjustment. What's an adjustment? It's an adjustment. It, we're adjusting to the times. So the, what, what? Like like tattoos. Think about that. Tat- At one time, tattoos, tattoos were reserved for hair. It's different white people. Than no, your I'm attire. telling you, it's an adjustment that we're making as people. That's uh, I, I would never so, adjust to a. Uh, so see, you're. So are you comfortable wearing a dress? No, I wouldn't wear a dress or. So what are we talking about? But, it's, but it's in different cultures, it's, it's, they it's, it's, are comfortable wearing dresses. It's what's weird. Right. So, but we're just talking about each other personally. So. No, I'm no. Because everybody's right. reacting off of my personal statements. Oh, I'm not <laughs> reacting off it. We just having conversation. <laughs> That's a reaction. Well. Because it's an interaction. It's an interaction. You're right. You're right. But. I appreciate the way you feel because we're not cookie cutters, right? right. We're all going to, we're, you know, we're not group thinkers and that's what makes us go around. Right. So I appreciate how you feel and what you say, you know, but we agree to disagree. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
You know, but, but if you look me, like back in culture, right, with Africans, whatever, they wear dresses. They That's not the same. Why, why is it not the same, though, Because Charles? it's not designer. Oh, can I say your name? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we're 110 deep. They, they don't know my name right now. Well, if we're 110 deep, then why you ain't refresh my beer? <laughs> you took it, you snatched it, but you ain't refreshed. You because we were because I was talking. Oh, okay. Right. Well, then somebody else need to grab one. That's what I'm talking about. At the end of the day, I think Dwayne Wade made a move to help his career. And, I mean, most definitely. And and, and 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 it comes down to what are you gonna do to, what are you gonna do to be in this career? Well, what are you gonna let's, do? Let's think about not it. Not his career, but I think he made a move to keep himself in the line. Like, for, well, let's let's think for about sure. it. The, the, he plays he plays basketball. Sure. She's uh she's an actress, so those are two different worlds. And we know that we know the game. We know the Hollywood game. Oh, most definitely. We know the Hollywood game. So, if he's done with basketball and he's over here, they Hollywooding it. He's not an actor, but he's Hollywooding it. Oh, most definitely. So, like you said, leveling up. You know, you're, that's his. That's his next chapter. Yeah. You know. So, and like I said, if if he was if he was gonna have this situation and then not handle it right, you know, that could be a bad move for him. You know, if he didn't definitely, handle it correctly, because he's gotten a lot of heat from his position. Mm-hmm. But enough about But not, not from the people that matter. Because yeah. he ain't losing. He ain't he's winning. Yeah. Okay. He's winning. In his mind, he's winning. Well, I mean, that's, right. if, right. Hey, right. If, if you ain't doing it in your mind, you There you go. <laughs> hey, it it's got, hey if winning. it matters to you, it's all those things you know, gotta make sense. And, hey. and at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. It's, it's what matters to you. Gotta me. make sense to you. You know. You gotta put that skirt on one leg at a time, huh? But do you guys watch? There's on Instagram. There's another guy, a British guy, that wears skirts and heels all the time. He, is it a kilt? No, it's not a kilt. It's actually a skirt and uh, heels. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't know, um, and I don't I I don't know, but. Uh, I can't really say either because different countries is it's different. You just don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Like cultural is different. Sure. If it was if it was one thing in our culture that I'd be different because it, you as as a young child you would grow up that I way. I only know my culture and I know what happens over here. So right. I know I know in our in this society, um, taking away a black man's masculinity is a big thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's why when we look at things like that, it's not looked at as if that wasn't something that was done to us to break someone down who wasn't that way. Right. You know, it was it was done to, you know, you would take a person from a family and and, and break him down in, in a certain manner. You know what I'm saying? To take away his masculinity. So therefore, it was a it's a tool. You know, it's kind of like the N-word. Some black people don't like it. Some black people say it, you know? It still was a tool used to dehumanize, you know? So when I look at things like that, I look at society and the the letting down of the guard as, you know, being okay. Kind of like uh, segregation and desegregation. We did better when we were by ourselves. You oh, know? I'm a firm believer that we did way better yeah. when we were by ourselves. When we started 
trying to assimilate and and mesh change. and change, change. with right. other races, we did a disservice to ourselves because when we go to, and I'm just predominantly white schools, they teach us what they want us to know. Yeah, you're a better right. teacher for my child. You know, not what we're actually, actually should learn, mm-hmm. you know. Or the truth. Or the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but everybody says your truth is not my truth. So this is my truth. But I don't want you to teach me your truth. Mm-hmm. I want to know what my my truth is. Right. Right. And they want us to think that, you know, as African-Americans, that we weren't successful, that we haven't done things, that we haven't paved the way, that this country wasn't built on our backs. But it was. True. Right. You know, but we don't learn that. The, so, em- the empowerment of it. Exactly. So when we have all black schools. You know, like in Chicago, a couple of schools that the college they have. experience you have. Yeah, we're we're learning. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, when I went to TSU and I'm and I'm looking around and my good friend that you know in my dorm that I ended up being like very good friends with. I mean, she she driving a Cadillac. I mean, an Eldorado, and it's mm-hmm. it's bad, right? Her dad has. I mean, they got money, and so it's like wow. You know, I'm seeing BMWs. I'm seeing, I mean, these people are affluent. And oh, they, they showing us good fur, times They wearing TV. fur coats to, to class. Mm-hmm. They wearing five-inch heels to class. To the point where I called my mama and I said, I need to go shopping. Because, I mean, I thought this I was okay. This ain't Springfield no more. But this ain't Springfield. This ain't even East St. Louis. This mm-hmm. is on a whole different level. I got to step my game up. But not only stepping my game up in the material aspect, but academics-wise, because they blowing it out the park. I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy. Expanding you know? that thought. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't, we don't, we don't see that mm. here. Right. Culturally. You know, challenged in that way. And we're not challenged that way. In our, in the school system here, they're passing us along. Make sure we don't see you oh, know? Yeah. So pipeline. I, oh my God, I'm pipeline work at, to prison, you know. Speaking of that, so I work at a detention center. I'm a program coordinator. Okay. I do all the behavioral programming. So I'm seeing 16 and 17-year-olds that don't know how to read. All right. That when they're in the and they're detained and they're in the classroom, they're acting out when they're called on because they don't know how to read. So third grade you know, level. Third grade. First grade yeah, level. Yeah, I mean, you know. You know, and <clears throat> and it's it's crazy. And then the teachers that they put in there, they don't know how to deal with them mm-hmm. at all. So I'm looking at the teacher. I'm like, so do you understand that the reason he's acting out is because he's not understanding what you're saying? He doesn't know how to read. He doesn't know how to comprehend defense what's going mechanisms. on. So this is his defense mm-hmm. mechanism. Okay. And there's, and, other, there's others and other peers in the classroom right. that if I could, sh- and like you said, any attention is, is is better than none. Exactly. So if yeah. I'm getting this bad negative attention, it's taking attention away from the fact that I'm reading at a first grade level. Right. But I'm not understanding that everybody in here reading at a first grade level. But honestly, not only have they failed us, but we failed our kids. Mm-hmm. Because we say all day long, you know, we're going to help them. We're going to do what we do. And everybody's out here in the community acting like they're doing the best thing. But the kids that need the most help are the ones that we are not helping. Okay. It's easy. And I'm going to use you just for an example. 
it's easy for me to mentor your kid. Yeah. Because you're already doing that. Right. So I can call it a success because you reinforce what I've taught him. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's not easy to mentor somebody else's kid that may be on drugs or whatever, because once he goes home, nobody's reinforcing what I taught him. Nobody's asked, you know, making sure he's doing better. So when he comes back to me, it's the same old, same right. old, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's how a lot of these uh, community organizations in Springfield, that's how they measure their success, by dealing with the kid that you raised. Right. It's bullshit. Right. And I see it every day. You know, I can't tell you how many people I've had that have said, oh, I'm going to come to the detention center and I'm going to volunteer and whatever, never show up. I can only do so much. Right. Right. You know, and my job, of course, is one, to teach them while they're in there. So when they come back into the community, that they know something, that they're able to apply what they've learned to be somewhat of success and to cut their recidivism rate. Mm -hmm. But once they get back into the community, who's out there helping them? Who's really in their corner? And I'm going to be honest with you. Springfield is bullshit when it comes to that. Mm. Most places are. What can... What can they do to be better? What can who do to be better? Us at Springfield. Work with those kids that nobody wants to work with. In my center right now, we're a small, we're a small facility. We have, we house about 16 to 17 kids, and that's due to budget cuts. We started out with 48, went to 24, and now it's about 15 or 16. Out of that, right now, I think our population is about 12. We have four kids in there right now on murder charges. Wow. What age range is in this detention? 16. So we take kids as young as 10, as old as 18. So the kids that we have right now that are in there for murder charges, I'm going to say the average range is 16. So they're looking at a possible 25 years. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. What what can they contribute once they get out? Mm-hmm. Because once they go to the to to the docks, they're not teaching them how to be productive once they get out. That's 25 years gone. I have a kid right now, so I've been working there. It'll be 25 years in January. So I have a kid right now that was sentenced for murder when I first started. He gets out this this month, November 17th. I have kept up with him the whole 25 years. Wow. The whole 25. That's a stretch. And I saw him when he when he first was detained with us. I saw something in him that said to me, damn, if it was different circumstances, if somebody was in his corner, this is not who he would be. Mm-hmm. So I made it up in my mind that I would keep in touch with him once he moved on. So we wrote letters. I sent him money. I sent him books, everything, you know, Hmm. to let him know outside of your family, the little family that you had that Mm -hmm. was in and out your life, somebody was consistent and somebody cared. Yep. You know, and so now he's 40, 40 some years old. What's he going to do? Because who is going to hire him? And that's why a lot of times they go back because nobody wants to deal with them. Right, right. And it's just sad. institutionalized. It is institutional, oh, yeah. right? And I and I and I and I'm sorry, but I weep 
and I, I, I feel for our black men because they're so angry all the time. Like the kids that I have, they're just angry. Mm-hmm. And for what? And I say to them, what are you exactly angry about? Tell me, tell me, say what you're angry about. What's the problem? Do they tell you? And they do, because I keep it real. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm firm, but I'm fair. You know? What's some of the reasons why they're tight about things? They're angry because of the way that they're treated. But a lot of the way they're treated is because of their actions. You know, you riding around, you ain't got no L's. Mm-hmm. You got about five or $600 in the car. Police pull you over. Uh, Why are you mad, though? Right. You know? But uh, for them, it's like, this is how I'm surviving. Because I got to take care of my family. It's surviving. And I have a lot of mothers that are exploiting their sons. Right? Because ain't no dad. there's no dad at home. So they need their sons to take care of them. So they okay if you go out and sell those drugs. And this is real life. This shit we see on TV mm-hmm. and people think it's not real. No, this shit is real life. Yeah. Hey, mama used, I, to, mama used to put her daughter out. Man, I got... For oh, real. I got young ladies whose moms... I had a young lady tell me, my mom was like, you want to make a quick $25? Hmm. She's selling her. Wow. Mm-hmm. And she's selling her friends. And we thinking this is shit we see on TV? Excuse me. Mm-mm. This is real life. It's Mm-mm. happening here in Springfield. It's happening everywhere. Yeah. And it is happening. But I'm more concerned about my community yeah. Yeah. and how we can help our kids in this community. I understand it is happening everywhere, but we got to help our kids because at the end of the day, these are the kids that's going to be taking care of us. Mm-hmm. It's your community. Right. You know, when you when you possibly in a nursing home or you possibly doing whatever, these are the kids that are going to be taking care of us. And if they don't know shit, good luck. We just gonna be like, <laughs> you know, good luck, robot. Right. So we have to figure out how we can rally together and deal with this. First, before we get off any further. How can somebody that wants to help with what you were talking about reach out to you and get in touch with that? So you just have to, you know how to contact me. But the listeners say it, right? Like, Oh, so you just have to contact me at the Juvenile Detention Center, ask for Ava Carpenter. Now, right now, of course, because of COVID, we have limited, you know, visitation. But honestly, before COVID, I, I have all types of groups that come in. You know, I had... Um, the men of Alpha Phi Alpha come in one time. Mm-hmm. They came in their suits and whatever. The young man said, we have never seen a man in a suit. What the hell? Whoa. Is that not crazy shit? That is. And so... That speaks volumes. It does. And I have them, like, come maybe on a weekend, you know, bring some pizza in, just have candid conversations Spend with our time. kids. Come play basketball with them. Just things where they can feel comfortable in talking to you. So it's not such a structured environment because I want them to have ties to the community. So when they get out, they feel, what's your name? Sean. So when they get out, they feel comfortable saying, calling Mr. Sean and saying, you know what? I'm having this type of issue. Mm -hmm. Do you mind if I holler at you? Right. Because they see you 
you know, they need as outlets them. too. Yeah, that's it. Then and you could also identify with them. You know, I've been here every you know my whole life. So when I look at the children coming up, I know what I know what this is about. I know you shouldn't be riding around like that. You know, and you might feel like you got a target on your back. Well, let me tell you why. You know, you're sticking out like a sore thumb, yeah. and you don't have L's. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's all about choices. You know. And it is. It's really because really, we we make choices every single day, and every single person does. Every single action. Yeah, it's all about choice. It's about making the right choices. But then, in making the right choices, you got to have the right information to be able to make the right decisions and right. choices. And like yeah. you said, when you're reading at a first grade level, there's not a whole lot of thinking going on. Squid games. Yep. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself. Did the school system really fail you like that? Are they really? Mm-hmm. But they're passing you on because of your behavior. But your behavior is because you don't understand what's going on. So it's your defense. Well, the, right. the, beha- the behavior has turned into a um, a defense mechanism. Defense mechanism. Yeah. But 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 what you're being classified as is um someone with the um a disability. Yep. Because you have a behavior issue, your grades are low. Someone who's autistic or has Downs has a certain grade level system, and you guys are in the same class or on the same level. And these kids, when I was going to school with certain kids that was in those classes, and there's nothing wrong with them as adults. There's nothing wrong with them. Right. But because of your behavior or you're getting behind, you're classified. You know what I'm saying? You're shuffled over here and you're shuffled over there. And there's no one to pick through and, and, and break you out of those molds and you get passed along, like you said. True. But parents are okay with that because guess what? It's a lack I get of... A, so, no, I get, I get a check. Oh, I wasn't even I mean, going if there. I'm, if I'm an ADHD and I'm on medication, mm. I am getting a check from mm. that kid. So I will play mm. the game and That's I will crazy. exploit the system to get that check. And not work. That's ridiculous. But why should I? Know that. If I'm oh, getting, yeah. oh yeah, because hey, I've, 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 I've also heard. I've also heard that uh, um, that being like in a uh, like a mentally challenged area, it's not the same as it was from when we went to back back in the day. You know, where it was mentally challenged students. Now it's mm-hmm. regular students, and you can have that. On your record, and it's not like how it used to be. I don't understand. So, from what I've heard, and I, I don't know, but a kid that has uh, uh, um, a diagnosis, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe not even a diagnosis, his behavior is mm-hmm. going to put him into a, uh, I don't have a... A different classroom. Okay. Right. So an there's inclusion a lot, class, right? Or and, life and, and it's it's considered a uh, you know a mentally challenged area class. I, I don't. I'm not saying the right. I words. get it. You though. are though. I get you it. Are. I get what you're saying. Okay, now I do. All right. But the kids that were in, you know, like if we were going to leave school, those kids are mentally challenged. Now yes, they are. It's not like that. You might have a guy who's in there. Or a kid in there who's speaking everything that, you know, but they're having problems, like you said, with certain things. And now, you know, they're acting out. Well, now they're in that class. But he couldn't be placed in there 
unless a parent allowed him to be right. Because you, you more more likely got to have an IEP. You have to have an IEP, right? Yeah, but that? at the same time, what's that? At the same t- at the same time, they're going to make sure you do put them in there by keep sending them home, doing all this other stuff where it's like. Well, there ain't nowhere that's, that's, to go that's, with that's manufacturing. That's what she was talking about. Sure. The IEP is a, yeah. uh, it's an individual, indi- individual education mm-hmm. program. Okay. And with an IEP, you cannot suspend a child for more than 10 days. You got to use them but here's, but here's the thing with an IEP and what through a, year when a lot a of semester. parents through a year. Okay. But what a lot of parents do not understand IEPs. So I have actually um, accompanied parents to their IEPs because what the school system wants to do is just push you through the IEP. They they sit you down and they tell you everything that they want you to do. And most parents and students, because they don't understand, they just agree with what you say. Right. So can I can I interject real quick where we were at last week with. Uh, Miss Erica Austin, that's where the parent educator comes into play. Okay. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because in IEP, you're in there with the head of so, uh, the social worker. Yep. You're here with the uh, psychologist. You're here with the head of uh, uh, the special education department. Sure. And a lot of parents who, and, and a lot of times these kids in these classes are at risk for yep. a reason. And, and it may not, they're acting out, but there might be certain traumas in their life. That's why they're acting out. So, so they're at risk, and they may not have a disability, but right. when you talk about psychologically, they've had so much trauma in a young life. You know what I'm saying? Some kids may not be born with a disability, but might have been shipped. You know what I'm saying? So that might be the reason. So I'm, right. I just wanted to interject real no, quick. No, no, you're That's fine, good. but, but you are exactly right. There, there should be someone in there that is advocating for the kids and oftentimes because we don't understand what they're saying to us. We don't understand the language, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's just like with standardized tests, right? We don't understand the language. So they have to have a liaison in there to break things down for them. And oftentimes our parents are intimidated. For sure. You got a room full of, and typically it's a room full of Caucasians. Sure. White, telling people. you yep. what you should be doing. Absolutely. Telling yep. you, I've been in there when they've said to yeah. a Crazy. kid, you can work at McDonald's and be a manager and that's the best you can do. Oh, wow. And I've said to them, the hell if that is the best that's thing. Wild. The, and I've been in there and I've said, are we serious right now? Shane are we serious Shane right now? now? Now, these people in these meetings, if there's 10 people in the meeting and you... You're probably the only one who lives in the Springfield community. Oh, most definitely. I mean, in not not in in Springfield community, not on the west side. And I know what that means too. Yeah. Sure. By being, hey, I'm a state worker, so I know what that means. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's like, until recent, I didn't work with anybody that even lived in Springfield, and they just extracting resources and taking them out, and then objectifying things. What is you talking about? Right. And the listeners, that's y'all. If that's if it's you. Because how do you have a, a a teacher from let's just say New Berlin, yeah. small doesn't town, have a clue. Yeah. that comes to Washington Middle School, she doesn't have teach, a clue. She doesn't have a clue nope. on how to deal with them. But I also fought like our educational system as far as when we're learning, books aren't everything. We have to start teaching our teachers 
how to deal with different cultures, different races, different whatever. It's it's different. We your environment. Also, we we young men learn differently than young women. Mm-hmm. Right. So even with my kids that I do now, when I when I sit them sit them down, you know, I start out with affirmations. Yeah. Let's start out on the positive yeah. note. And then I move to, okay, before we get started with whatever we're doing, let's, how was your week? What happened that made you do whatever you did? Because I, I do groups at Douglas. Okay. All right. Okay. So what happened? Mm-hmm. Why did you get such a Let's get all of that out the way so we can have a productive group. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah. and with young ladies, you know, like with our young ladies in the detention center, oftentimes, 99% of the time, the reason they're with us, their crimes are relationship-based. Hmm. You know, what what they did to get with us is based on something they did for a guy. Emotions. You know, or something that happened to them by a man sure. that made them do whatever. So we, we have to learn how to work with, you know, these different populations because we're just— we're suffering, mm-hmm. to be honest, and and it's, it's just sad. That single box model doesn't apply to everybody. It can't. It doesn't it at all. It can't. Mm-mm. And that that is the problem. The problem of like federal and government funded programs. They want that in order to get. To keep receive funding. Yeah, keep it going. And that's a problem when we're talking about individuals and circumstances. Oh, they're keeping, they keeping the knee on our neck. Hmm. Most definitely. Yep. You know, they talk about our federal programming and this, that, and the other. But the way that we're conditioned, we're conditioned to think we need all this. Hmm. That we can't do any better Ooh, than yes. this. And, and we can't. Yeah. It's a trap, too. You know? It's, that's a trap. It's a trick and a trap. It's a trap. Trick or treat. Yeah. It is. All right, I got to go, fellas. Oh, so, so we rapping, okay. Uh, I mean, y'all might keep going, but shit, I got to go to work in the morning <laughs> to deal with these I hear kids. You and I got to be fresh. I know what you're talking about. And y'all know I'm 50. Y'all young. <laughs> so y'all probably grooving all night. We, but go, we go all night. So How long do y'all go? Till we run out of steam and it's early. Yeah. Are you serious? What do you, you, you want to leave the made. listeners with? What I'd like to leave the listeners with is that I really want us as a community to come together to deal with our youth. Our youth right now are hurting. And the way that they express their hurt is dangerous to the community. Mm. So we have to teach them different ways to express that anger. Because, see, anger is actually our friend. It's a natural emotion. It's okay to be angry. But how we deal with it is how we need to work with them. And honestly, you know, the gun violence, because right now we're the kids that are coming in even for gun violence. I mean, they're right now saying, okay, we put them in adult court, period, no Mm. matter what. Because so much of it is going Mm -hmm. on that they don't have a choice. Hands are tied. So I need everybody to rally around these young, the young men. 
Because in our facility, like I said, we got 12, 13 kids. 12 and 13 are all African-American. Believe it. Bottom line. So right now we're sitting here with one, two, three, four, five positive males. Y'all need to reach out and touch somebody besides the kids that you're raising that are yours. Well, that I, I work at the room in the school that is the last resort before they go to Douglas. Okay. They have that meeting and they say, okay, this child has used up his story. My kids have the 10 days. Okay. So I understand totally um, what you're talking about because they send them through a nine-week program in my room before Douglas won't take them until they go through my room. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Where do you work? I work at uh, Franklin Middle School. Oh, okay. I work in what they call a success room. Okay. So okay. I, I understand the the inclusion rooms where okay. uh, Todd's talking about. Then there's the life skill rooms where there's kids who, you know, have the certain disabilities. Right. And then my room is the behavior room. So those kids that you talk to at Douglas, some come from my room and go there. Some get put back in, you know, no joke, but basically gin pop. Okay. You know? Well, we have to understand changing change is a never-ending process, right? Right. I mean, and we have to celebrate small successes. Mm-hmm. And one thing I I learned is that these kids love a good attaboy pat on the back. We think that they don't, but they do. And they also love structure. It just takes time to get them there. But if we're because they're used to people giving up on them. Mm-hmm. But if we keep pressing and pressing and pressing, they eventually will come around. But a lot of us don't have the steam to right. keep going. Mm-hmm. We, at some point, we're just like, I'm done. Some because of they're tough. not listening. Village. But they are listening to us it's, and we just have to keep that's, that's, going. That's real about that structure. I grew up in the environments that you're speaking of because I grew up a little rough. So, like... A lot of group homes, a lot of foster homes, a lot of adoptive homes, things like that. Um, ICCH, Kimmer, Chaddock, all of that. Oh, yeah? Yes, ma'am. So I grew up in all of these places. So that structure, even as an adult right now, that is a pillar in my life. Because for me, I grew, I was raised in absolute chaos. So me having structure in my life is vital. It's like lifeblood. You know what I mean? Like I, I get up. I'm I'm very disciplined in the things that I do on a daily basis, period. You know, I'm very much into computers and things like that. Things that are structured, that make sense. Binary ones and zeros. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. So, you know, but it, it did take me that time as a child to get past all of the mud and all of the just bullshit that was dealt my way coming up as a child from nine to 18, you know? So, and I had a judge, you said that earlier and it really resonated. A judge told me, by the time you're 21, you've got two options, jail or dead. A judge told me that. And I didn't even do anything wrong at all, nothing. I was just in the room. So the judge hates your black yeah, face immediately. So, you know, there I feel like just coming up through that system cuz I was a ward of the state until I was 18. Coming up through that system, I got myself emancipated. But coming up through that system, there's a lot of incentives 
just hearing y'all talk about it, there seems to be a lot of incentives to keep people in that system. And there sure. seems to be, and, the, and, and, sure. and, and, and my biggest question being one of the ones that dealt with that, and you know, I don't know where the answer's gonna come from, but how many fathers are y'all gonna take from us before you understand that it will eventually become a problem for you? Mm. You're right, it's a money maker. It is a money maker. It's modern day that's, slavery. In my eyes, that's what it is the most. Oh, it is. That's what it is the most. Private prisons. They're that's still making money. money. Children from school to prison. They're still making money the off of our money backs. Is the root, root of, of all, all evil. evil, ladies and gentlemen? There's a lot of podcasts out there, but they not real like this. Y'all know what this yeah. is. Yeah. This is intentional danger, Phil. Yeah.